Welcome to the School of Risk Podcast, Emmanuel, Mr. Emmanuel Asuko. I have to put the Mr. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that beard, man. Uh, cheers, my bro. That How beard, are you, man? <laughs> you have overtaken me with the beard, man. I know, child. Don't worry. It's die, man. It's die. I die. Welcome to the show. Yeah, Welcome no, to thank you, man. It's really good to have you here. And um, listen, I, I, you, I know you got so much to share with our listeners. You are yeah. someone I call a financial guru. Or finance. <laughs> Let the listeners hear from your own mouth who you are. Let them know who you are, please, and what you do. Let's get this yes. show started. No problem. Hey, people, I'm Emmanuel Suko. Um, some people know me as E-Man. Some people know me as Uncle E-Man. Um, I'm a financial advisor. I've basically been a financial advisor for a long time, but I help people that work hard for their money, make their money work hard for them. And I do it in a way that's fun and enjoyable. I'm not this suit and tie. I've been there. I've been in those environments, <laughs> suit and tie, professional, that make you, make you bored. No, I'm, I try and bring finance to life and, you know, for me, it's all about getting people to build build wealth, about ownership, take control of not just ownership in, in regards to assets, but ownership of their lives. And yeah, man, I help in any way I can. That is amazing. You know, I love what you said there about um, making finance fun, because when we hear about people in finance, oh, yeah. we, we, we see people in the ties, <laughs> looking all serious, no smiling. Yes. Come on, man, life doesn't have to be so serious. You it know, doesn't money, money, money makes, you know, money, you know, it's part of, you know, it's part of, life yeah you know, we just have to have fun with it and not take it too serious don't you think so no definitely i make it understandable i feel like and this is this is like industry secrets but i remember when i used to work at barclays like they used to tell us to make it complicated so that when we now charge the fee people will be so lost in everything that we said do you know what i mean they'll be like ah oh, it must be worth it like everywhere i work there's like don't make it sound simple because you have to justify your fee uh, I've learned, yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you empower people, you teach people, you, you enable, you empower them, and let them know the knowledge. Number one, they'll still pay your fee because you've, you, they feel like they've learned something that they didn't know before. So that value that you've added to them, that's what they're gonna pay for. Number two is they then get to, they can then go and explain it to their children or, or or their family members. What I've understood with this finance thing is that us just keeping it for just the rich or the well, those that can afford to pay our fees is actually stopping normal people changing their lives and actually understanding that we need, there's not an, I can't speak to everybody. So I need to empower those that I can speak to so they can go and speak that to other people. And that's how we get better as a community. That's how we get better with our money. But then I also realized that people make a lot of money from us making bad financial decisions. Yes. And that's, that's one thing that when I was in the bank, I was like, no, you guys are doing this on purpose. This is not this is not accident. You guys are doing it because some somebody's making a lot of money from people not knowing how to do better. And actually, if the more of us that do better, somebody else is crying. So for me, it's like actually empower us, let us understand that we've been conditioned to be consumers, we've been conditioned to be buyers, and actually we can become owners. And, and it doesn't take a lot of money to become an owner. That's the other thing. Oh, I need a, I need to be on a certain salary. You know what? I wish I could just take my mic now and just do a mic <laughs> drop. I'll do a mic <laughs> drop right now on that. Seriously, man. And that is truth you're speaking there. That is some serious truth, man, because, you know, we, we hear about the term, the 1%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah? And when you think yeah. about that pyramid. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who's exactly at the bottom? That. Who's at the bottom? Exactly. Who's at the bottom is the majority. Yeah. Now, those guys at the top 
how many brains do they have? I like to say those. Come two. on, you know, you know, you know, our parents always said that when you when you say that you come fifth. <laughs> ah, so the four people above you do they have two heads? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, but it's true. Exactly, yeah. It's true. It's true. Like we all, we have the, we have ability. We all have the, the opportunity. But also, are we being intentional? So we can blame those at the top. But also, what about us? When it comes to, okay. I always tell, I always tell these people. When it comes to, um, like my wife now, she knows yeah. she can't come and tell me about Kim Kardashian and did it. When it, I, there are people. If I said, oh, how, what are Kim's children's name? You know all their. Do you even know your own children's name? Exactly. Only exactly. one child, the other child's name. But celebrity, you know their, their name, you know what school they went to, you know their qualification. You that know is so true, my brother, man. That is are so we being true. intentional about our own lives? Are we being intentional about our finances, about our dreams, about our goals? And nine times out of ten, no. And that's why a lot of the time we don't have the knowledge. The internet has changed so much. We spend time on Instagram, YouTube, social, all of these types of things. You can use them to learn, but we learn. use them. To, we lose. We use them to just for entertainment purposes only. Well, and so, following. and so then when we wonder why we're stuck in the places that we're gonna be, but I also understood that you know common sense is not common. It's not. It's not common. It's not common. You are so right. You know, and you know when you when you say that, you know, it, in you know my my mind goes back to the educational system. Now yeah. I've done. You know, I, I feel the educational system is a big influence on yes. how we perceive yes. finance, how we perceive yep. money, yep. how we perceive wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is something that I've spent a lot of time doing a bit of research on because I like to understand what is it that makes people, you know, not see the reality of things. Yeah. How they've been conditioned. Someone once said that education is no longer a place of learning, but it's a it's a place where you get indoctrinated yeah in a certain way and everyone yeah. is everyone is conditioned from a very young age yeah to go to school yeah learn a trade come out and get a job yeah no one is taught about how to really make money because going to school getting a job is not how to make money it's not how to live it's not about wealth creation no and that's the thing and and i and and the thing is what we have to understand is that the education system was designed to get people back in work after the war that's what that's what that was and it hasn't changed and it hasn't changed then. it hasn't changed since then and what we have to also understand is that private school so i do a lot of talks at private school it is completely different it is you different. see you see private school if you see the way that students talk to their teachers at private school you'll different. be thinking because the student says listen my parents are paying you so you are working for me Yes. Do you understand? Yes. So I I don't have to listen to what you say. I am going to question everything, everything you, say, you say, and you better have the answers. We are not taught crit- critical thinking in in state school. You know, pri- and private school they're taught to challenge everything that comes their way. And so what happens is is that we are so easily fooled into believing that what we see must be true, because that's what we've been told. You go you go to school. Your teacher t- your, you get a teacher. They tell you just like you when you go to work you're going to get a manager, and then your your teacher has a boss which is the head teacher. Your manager has a boss, which is the boss of the... Do you understand? You oh, yeah. are literally conditioned. You've got to be in this place. You have your lunch at a certain time. You finish that. Then they, then you rush back. Otherwise, you're going to get in trouble if you don't get back on time. You are conditioned. And so for me, what I understand that it's important. But I, I always tell people, when I was at school, I didn't do very well at school. I didn't... Because I didn't understand my learning style. And no one ever... No one ever taught no one me to teach, say, you that. teach me, how do you learn? In what way do you retain information? 
When I went into the bank and I had to do professional exams and the pass mark was 70%, I got a tutor. And the tutor was like, Emmanuel, this is how you learn. This is how you need to, this is how you're going to process the information. And I passed all the exams. It, I left school thinking that I wasn't clever. I wasn't academic. I was sport. I could do, I was very good at athletics. I was very good at basketball, running, um, rugby. I thought I was going to be a sports person because that's what school let me feel, feel like. I was good at school. I used to miss lessons to go and play sport. But the reality was I just didn't know how I learned. And I didn't have the motivation. When I had to go and do my professional exams and I knew I was going to get a nice salary, a company car, company credit card, guess what? I took the time to sacrifice other things. Not, none of my friends could call me because I had the motivation. You had the incentive and, there. And the incentive was there. There was no incentive at school. No, I never, I never saw people like me, like me now that I'm doing this on. Those types of people never went back. I never saw people like me in positions of power. I never saw people. The only people I saw rappers, musicians, drug dealers. That was the three things I left school feeling like. If I, if rappers, um, sports stars, or, or drug dealers, those are the only three people I knew that were that were black and that were successful in a way. Okay, you've you, now you're touching something that is um, that. I used to call sensitive, you know, when it comes to anything racial. I don't like to touch it. Yeah. I don't like touching it because people don't want to hear the truth. And you, because you brought it up now, I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about Come it. Come on. <laughs> because seriously, because it's the same thing. You know, I've been in the corporate world. Yeah. You know, and that's how we cross paths anyway, the first place. Exactly. Place. <laughs> you exactly. Of, you kind of pass each other, you know. Exactly. And um, you know, particularly in banking, yeah. Now, one of the things I've noticed is that like you say, people of color, black people, yeah, are only at a certain level. Yeah, yeah, we never get to the top. Exactly. The only person you know that I respect who's done it is um, what's his name, Tijani Tiam of Yes, your proof. I yes. respect that guy because a lot. Number one, he wasn't just um, he wasn't just black. He was African with a yeah. African with an accent. Yeah. You don't see that much. He hasn't no, got the accent, much. like yeah. that. You know, yeah. and I read a bit about his story of how he left, you know, Cote d'Ivoire. I think it's Cote d'Ivoire, and then yeah. Down, yeah, it was there was a war and all that stuff, and he just rose up in the ranks. I mean, he may have had some advantage because he wasn't in the high political office when he was back in Cote d'Ivoire and all that stuff. Yeah, but then he used that to his advantage. Yeah, no, definitely. Ranks. So why can't we? Why do we always? Why do black people? I'm being specific now. Why do black people always see that? It's, they don't see themselves rising higher beyond the usual. Yeah, because we just we just said seem to we're, we're comfortable with just getting that daily rates if it's a contract job, yeah, contract salary yeah. or whatever. I mean, if it's called, if you're making a good contract role, yeah, I've arrived. Yeah, you know, that's rubbish. It's nonsense you know, because it's nonsense because that money's going to go at some point. And, Why uh, can't yeah. aspire to be at the top or take on some serious venture like what you're doing, entrepreneurship, and just go and own your own space? You own your space in your, in your own voice, in your in how, and that's the thing for me that I get to do now. But I think it's a few things. I think one, I feel like you have to think that we are what five percent of the population, so the majority is, is not going to be us. Number one, number two, the ones that do make it, how many of them come back to go and teach the ones that haven't how to do it? Big, that is the you see, that is my biggest you know pet peeve when it comes to these things. We don't want to teach ourselves, no, 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 but you look yeah. at other cultures, I'm. Bro, when I tell you, when I look at other cultures, like I've luckily being who I am, I, I'm a person that I get on with people from all different backgrounds. All, all backgrounds, and, and I'm and I'm and I'm real with them. 
So I I I make them feel comfortable that they can they can speak to me on a real level. So Absolutely. they can tell me things that they may think about black people, and I can and I can dispel them and say no, that that's not correct. Do you know what I mean? And they can and I'm not going to judge them. Like I feel sometimes Absolutely. people Absolutely. people want to talk to you, but they're afraid if they tell you how they think about us as a community, we'll just jump down their throat. But actually, we have to have open space. If I know your heart and I know you're a good person, yeah. if you have a something that I feel is wrong, if you think something that I think is wrong, I'm not going to jump on you. I'm just going to explain, oh, no, I understand why you may think that. But actually, the reality is this. And I'm going to educate you and we're going to learn together. And so by doing that, by opening spaces where people can speak freely without cancel culture and feeling judged, you start to learn that actually a lot of these other cultures, they're very much for themselves. And yeah. they're very much... It, it, they take pride in helping themselves. They would rather, they, they would rather, like, so I spoke to this guy on the corner shop. So, you know, when you go to your corner shop yes, to get yes. your, so I spoke to him and, and, and he was saying to me like, oh yeah, that that's my cousin that's working. He works for free. He works for free and he sleeps in this shop. In this shop, he sleeps upstairs in this shop. And when we say, when it, they're going to save and they're going to buy another shop. When they buy another shop, that's going to be his. And then he's going to bring another one of their cousins oh, yes. home. I'm gonna, and I said, wow, how many of us will be prepared to work for free for the promise of getting our own shop Nada. eventually? Nada. It's not something that we would accept. No. We don't even want to do work experience. We want to we don't want to even do volunteer because our, our focus is on getting paid. But sometimes the experience will pay you more than the money, the salary, the experience absolutely. But who is teaching us? Who is and are we ready to listen? Some of us, we think we know too much. We, too we much, have, yes. we, like, because you've outdone your parent, of course you've outdone your parent. Your parent came here, most of them you, did security and all anyway. the jobs that you, weren't, weren't supposed to be doing. If you don't outdo your parents, then what have we been doing? What are we doing? Why are you comparing yourself to your parents? You Look can't. at your peers. Look at those that compare to one another and say, what more can we do? How do we get there? One of the big problems is that we get there and we're like, you know what? Nobody helped me, so I'm not going to help anyone else. And this is why we struggle. That is very selfish. This is why we struggle. Yes, that is very selfish. And you're, you're absolutely right because I've had these experiences as well. You know, um, you know, a lot of what I'm doing, I've, I've had to put myself out there to learn. You know, I had to pay to go to events. I had to pay for coaching. I had to pay for mentorship. I had to pay for courses, pay for exams, pay for this, yes. pay for that. And you know what? I still teach these things for free most times. But when it gets yes. to a point where I think you need to also invest in yourself, you yes. have to invest in yourself, in your yeah. business, and pay as well if you really want. Because most times it's like most people want to seem to want to get things for free. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? And, th and this is something, even me, I've had, I've had to work on it. And now, for example, I've had to separate myself from when it comes to pain, because I've got such a heart for the people, I will do things for free. But number Absolutely. one, people don't, people don't value it, number one. And number two, people are paying other people. Let me tell you, exactly. you, you, can, buy, you can buy trainers for £200. You can go to restaurants and pay two, £300, and then it's gone. And yet what I'm going to give you is going to help you, not only, not only now, yeah, but help you make money for the, for the rest of your life. Yes. I, I, and you don't want to pay me. equivalent to just that two hundred pounds, oh. or even less, or even more. Who, who knows? So but I something that would benefit you for the rest of your life, man. For your life. This is life changing, and I'm gonna give it. I'm I'm doing myself, 
and I'm doing you a disservice by giving it to you for free, for free. because you will never appreciate something. I see it now. We've got young young people who have had parents, like you said, parents that are both contractors, make good money, send their kids to private school, but the kids are spoiled. The kids don't talk to them. We haven't taught them African culture or or, or Caribbean culture, whatever it is. We haven't taught them the culture. We've just we've just put them into this society and told them, yeah, you belong here. We don't discipline them. And so what happens is, is that I see it all the time, even with some of my wealthy white clients. They make money, they pass it down. Within the next generation, it's gone. The, first, the generation coming after them has to start all over again. That is so wrong. Because we haven't got a, we haven't got, I, I look at Asians, I love the Asian community. Fair enough, they might, like they, they're very strict to themselves and there can yes. be things that yeah. outsiders don't like, but I like the fact that they have a dynasty. They are doing, they are practicing traditions today in 2022 that were a thousand years ago. Yeah, yes. That are found, and they are still practicing them today because this is our culture. These are our ancestors. These are our core values. And this is what we live by. And some people may say it's archaic and always old fashioned or whatever, but those values are the reason why wealth has been able to pass from generation to generation to generation, because they have a core set of values. They have a, they know what they can and can't do. They have limits. And a lot of us, we just take somebody else's um, culture, somebody else's way of thinking and say, okay, this is it for us. But it wasn't designed for us. Not designed for us. It, was, it wasn't designed for it's us. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And it's the same way. It's the same way most times, you know. And I see this as well, you know, when you know African countries, Nigeria, where we come from, mm-hmm. they bring in the expats from yep. overseas to come over there and implement some kind of a project. But because the culture, the, the mindset they're coming with is not designed for Africans, it exactly. never works. I've never seen works. those things in the past. So we have to be able to number one understand that as a as a as a as a as a culture, we have to we can develop yes our technology infrastructures our mindset still within the confines of the culture, exactly. the background, the traditions we are used to, but then also allow room for exactly. growth for because growth. sometimes we allow tradition to stifle exactly our ability to grow. I, what you just said is, oh, bro, this is why we're, we're so close. Because, <laughs> you know, like, and this is the fact. Yes. And, and I tell people, that, like, we met we met at a workplace. Yes. But the second we met, I was like, no, we only spoke quickly. Okay, yes. And I knew, and I knew that we're the same person. Yes. And this is why a lot of us, we're not looking to find ourselves in other people. You see, what you just said is exactly it. Like you said with the projects, what we should be doing is, yes, bring those skills over, but they should be training us. Education. They yeah. should be educating. They shouldn't be in a position of power to make the final say. We should bring them to educate us. And then with our local knowledge, with their experience, we can make decisions best for those that live I in the country. Let me share one experience, man. Oh, it's so embarrassing. So this is what we're talking about. The This is, we're talking about, you know, a, a high establishment in Nigeria, yeah. high government organization. Yeah. They had something similar. They brought a company in to do a, to do a project. Yes. And that company held them ransom, mm-hmm. access management system. I would not, re- they would not release the code. Imagine. And would not allow them use the, 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 the information, the data, yeah. onto someone else. They yeah. held a whole government organization ransom. Exactly. Can you imagine that? And, and that's because we are, and, 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 let me t- and let me tell you, this even this Ukraine situation, if it was in 
if 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 Nigeria went into a local a local the, the country next to them, and then we we would not stop. You see how they were stopping black people at the border. Uh, we he, don't have that. It's I called nepotism. It's, it's called nepotism. We don't do that. We value outsiders so much, and this is obviously due to colonialism and 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 slavery and all of that. But what what happens is is that we have something in our brains that has taught us that when somebody else says something from another culture, especially white, they must be right. Must be right. And, and they must know better than us. And so even when we are we are fa- afraid that we're going to die, Challenge. we will still go and say, oh, oh no, you get on the Fire plane first. Some craziness, man. You get on the plane first. Yes. You, uh, and then we should wait. Even And so, yes, you might not like what happened in Ukraine, and they took it too far. But the fact that they said, yeah, you know, women, our women and children must be evacuated first, that's nepotism. That is, these are our people. This is our land. We take priority. I wish that we did this more with our culture, with our children. Some of us are, 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 are relying on the school to educate our children, to raise our children. Parents are forced when it comes to that. And then look at what happened with this child Q. Yeah. This happens because oh we are so reliant on the system. The system wasn't designed for us. The system isn't designed to help us. We, we need to be school governors. And you know what? Even this thing taught me. We need to be police. We need to be in these environments. As much as I grew up not liking the police and having a disdain for the police, black people, we need to be in these spaces because if we are not in these spaces and we keep saying them and us, them and us, they will continue to treat us anyhow. We need to be teachers so that we can protect all of these things, doctors, in all nurses, we need to be in every single one of these environments because if we are not taking spaces, the problem is is that we say, oh, we're gonna be, we're only gonna be doctor, lawyer, um, um, accountant. Yeah, these are the only the only jobs that we can do. That's a lie. Who told? Where did this come yeah, from? That's a lie. We challenge it. You know, you keep trying and trying until we break the status quo. We have to break it. No, we and, have to, and you know, it's also you know, the more the more we try, the more we put. We put the spotlight on those who are resisting this change exactly. or this integration. Exactly. You know, yeah. so we can't say, you know, and you know, you just touched on something that really, you know, again is a bugbear for me because um, like when you think about a lot of the Africans coming in coming into into the UK, let's use the UK yeah. as an example, what jobs do they usually end up in? Either nursing, yeah, nursing or so or, or social care. Yeah. And I've said these things, and you know, exactly what you said there is the feedback I've gotten when I've asked certain people this question. Yeah. They say, oh, that's what's available. I'm like, no, you know, you just have to, you know, number one, I think is laziness on their part. Yeah. Um, you know, they might they might think I'm being very critical here, but it's laziness on your part not to want to learn something that is more exactly. challenging or what you find more challenging. You just fall into something and it becomes a safety blanket because everybody else is doing it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think look at it, like some of my friends are pharmacists, for example, and, and they're like, they're tired of just working as a pharmacist. Pharmacist, they want to own a pharmacy. But they said the Asians won't sell it to them, even if they wow. offer more, they won't sell it. They so want to now keep that to they're going to keep it to themselves. So now, and so there's so many different places. Like I was, I was talking to some some um, Turkish people, and you know, in in North London, there's a whole strip of road, yes. and it's like restaurants and yes, buildings. Yes, it's all, yes. and and it's majority owned by them. And they say, listen, whenever one of these buildings come up for sale. The people have the whoever's selling it has to come to us first and give us first. And then even if we don't have the money, we will add all together and to ensure we keep control of who owns here. Wow. Tell me, are we doing are we doing this? 
we, we, we don't where, even where, where 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 do we own? We London? won't even buy a house with our brother, sister, or our mum and dad. We we buy how we all trying to buy property on our own. I tell you, when I look at when I look at the Indian community, they buy together. Yeah, three of them. Think yeah. about it. If I go yeah. to the bank now and there's three of us, and we say we tell the bank we want to buy this house, and they see three salaries on there, the bank is going to sign that as quick as possible. Right away. When you go with your one salary trying to buy in London, ah, of course the bank the is rest, looking it up and down. They're doing checks. They're nervous. But yet you come from a household where there are four or five incomes in that household. And all of you are trying to buy individually. It's on property. We, we want to have 100% of nothing rather than 20% or 30% or something. Something. Which is self-defeating. And this is why we, and, and this is why we're always coming from a position of weakness. And so for me, when I'm talking about ownership, it's about us getting into positions of power. And that's of mind, of thought. Like you said, someone like yourself with all the knowledge experience that you have. If I'm a young person, I will say, I will come to you and say, how much to mentor me? I'm ready to pay. Because even if it costs me, for example, if it costs me 10,000 to learn from you, but now I'm able to get a job of 50, 60,000. Exactly. And because I've been mentored by you, I'm then able to rise the ranks. It's a no brainer. A no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I've got, I've got, I've got someone who's, um, who's, he, he, he paid his first mentor ten thousand. He paid his second mentor thirty thousand a year. He just paid the, the newest mentor that he's got a hundred and fifty thousand for two years. He okay. is now, but he's a proper. He 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 is a property millionaire. He's about by the end of this year, he will have over ten million in property. All and he, before that, he was an Uber driver. All. All because he paid for mentorship. Because yeah. you see, when you pay for people who are experienced, who are knowledge, who have done it before, you can surpass those. And this is what we have to do. We can't do what others. You see someone like yourself, Chid, you, did, and even like the, um, the other example you gave of the, the CEO guy. Yes. You are able to do things that other people are unable to, that are not able to do. It doesn't, things that come naturally to you, that you have naturally been able to work out for yourself. Others have not been able to. But what I can do, and this is one thing that we don't understand in business. I don't need to be great in any, everything. I just need to find who's better at me in these in my weaknesses and pay them I'll to make me stronger. Or pay them. Part, pay them. Partner. Pay them. Yes. It does. You see, Steve, I always talk about um, Microsoft. When you look at Microsoft, could you imagine if Bill Gates was at, at the doors, opening the doors for people? He can do it and he'll probably be very polite. Yes. But he understands his position. He understands the value that he brings. And his value is more in those meetings and doing the higher level and in hiring. He says, the best thing I can do is hire people that are smarter than me. Smarter than him, yes. I've, I've, I've seen that. I've seen it. Hire okay. people that are smarter than him. We we want to be the smartest person in our in our in even in our friendship group. Listen, I That's love wrong. and how do you learn? How do you learn? I love to be in rooms where yeah. I'm not the smartest person. Yes. Let me just be quiet for once and take notes. Yes. And you know that that is something that I've done over the years. You know, I, I've like back in the days. You know, I'm, we're talking about more than five years ago now. I've had to look at my, you know, my circle of friends, network, mm -hmm. and all that, <clears throat> and then work out really who's benefiting me and who's not benefiting me. Am exactly. I learning? And what am I learning? Is what I'm learning adding value to me? And I can yes. also share with others. So I've had to really look at this and reevaluate that and reshuffle things around. Exactly. And put myself in places that I know will add value to me. I don't want to be in a circle of friends that we're talking about 
you know, stupid things, talking about what, what the people talk about, you know, exactly. someone else gossiping, you know, material things. Mm. How is that adding value to me? Exactly. Now, and that's the thing. Conversations like this. You see, just like we're having this conversation on this podcast, yeah. this is how I talk with the friends. When they come of to my course. house, well, we, have, we have conversations like this. And, and this and is it, how we grow. It's so important. It's so important. And like you said, it's about having those conversations and being challenged and, and learning them and being even uncomfortable. I tell you, if I'm not, if I don't, if my goals and my dreams don't make me feel uncomfortable, I'm not dreaming big enough. I, I'm not what? dreaming big yeah. enough. You know, I, ha- I have a very good quote to that. And I always say, if, you're, if your dreams don't scare you, go back to sleep yeah. and have a nightmare, seriously. Yeah. Because you're not, tr- you know, you need to, something is not right there. Something's not right. What you said there is so apt because, you know, we always set goals. Most people usually set goals or dreams or their purpose are not well established. Yeah. And it doesn't drive them. And when something happens, take for yeah. example now, you I'm sure you've seen this a lot, you know, the, with the pandemic, with the restriction, with the lockdowns. Yeah. You know, people who don't have or who haven't established their goals or you know, know mm-hmm. what their purpose is in life, what do you think would have happened to them? I mean, I'm sure yeah. you probably, you know, come across a lot of people who are maybe clients who've served who yeah. are just out of pocket, don't know what to do, and so on and so forth. Uh, it was, you know what, the one thing about the lockdown that that really you saw, like someone like myself who's self-employed, I, all I saw was opportunity. Yes. And and people people who ha- who people who have a mind to 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 see problem and try and spot the opportunity, they come out of the pandemic in a better place. In a better place. I've, yeah. I've seen other people who were able because they couldn't go out, they were they were saving. They were able. They had they had money that they never saw before, and some of them said, "Look, actually, I want to keep this. Even teach me. They paid me. I gave them sessions." They have been able to go on to buy a property, invest, build portfolios, start businesses, and so forth. And then there were those, and this is the majority, yes. who saved during the pandemic. And then the second everything opened, they spent it all and they're back in debt. That is crazy. They learned nothing. And if you can't learn in a pandemic... That was an opportunity to learn. <laughs> if you can't learn in a, when literally getting told, stay at home, don't go to work, you have freedom. You had, for the first time, we had time. You know, that's the one thing that we are, in Most this London especially, we yeah. are time poor. That pandemic was the first time that we actually had time. People were doing courses, people were developing, people were just even getting to know themselves, doing therapy. People yes. were really trying to understand. And then you, you were there watching shows that you'd never seen before, spending your time on YouTube, <laughs> Netflix, doing all this, and you came out and you didn't, you didn't come Not out better. Days. What a, what a waste! Change. What a waste! When will we? When will we see an opportunity like that again? What a waste! You know, I, I mean, I, I know. It's, I think for me, the, the, the lockdown is the first time intellect has happened in my entire life. Yeah. But to be honest, I am grateful for it because I learned so much. I, you mm. know, I try travel to places where I've never been to, to before virtually, yeah. and yes. um. You know, interesting. I really built, I built some really great contacts, some real good of connections. Course. I even had the opportunities to train, to teach in the Middle East, you yeah. know, and got paid for it. You know, so you know, these are things that we have to think about and ask ourselves questions, you know, those difficult questions, because no one else is going to ask us this question. We have to really ask ourselves those honest exactly. questions. Exactly. Am I doing what is necessary at this point in time in my life? Exactly. What have I learned? Exactly. 
that is adding value to me. And, and I can also use to better my family. Uh, you know, and I and also, how do you want, if, you, if you're someone who's a family person and you've got children, yeah. how do you want your children to turn out? Exactly. What are you teaching them? What are you, what are you, what are you teaching them? And that's the problem. I yeah. think sometimes we think that the kids learn only by, by us sitting down and telling them, do this, do that. The kids learn from what they see. If they see, if they, if they see the mistake, like I, my, I tell my wife, be careful what you say, because certain words you'll use, they will hear it, they will go and use it outside. And it was sticking so their minds, yes. It was sticking their heads. So what example, what people are we surrounding them with? Mm. Is, if I can't, if I can't have this type of conversation with you, then my kids can't play with your kids. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm no, sorry. I'm very particular about that. Yes. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I've got kids as well, you know, so I, I you know, I'm not going to put them in the in the, in the circle of friends or people whose kids are well. I don't know what what I used to describe them ill-mannered. Yeah, you know, don't have experiences to share or good value and all that. They're not going to be in that circle. Nope. Then my kids will not I'm be. Actually, if I, I mean, my, because I spend a lot of time with my daughters educating yeah. them because yeah. I, you know, I have to challenge the school system. Of well. course, of you know, course. I counteract a lot of the things that they are being taught. Yeah, exactly. 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 You know, it's funny. I was um my older daughter, she's twelve, and she was asking me about the lock. I mean, about the nine um, eleven. Yeah. You know, and she didn't really know what to play, so I had to explain. I'm not going yeah. to in, in terms of what I you know said. Yeah, but yeah, but. She was able to understand what that what took place there and then and understand some of the fundamentals. And I like to always say, don't believe everything you hear on the news. Exactly. But sometimes what you hear in the news is actually not because as you know, you know, you know, I mean, risk is my thing. And you exactly. know, analysts, one of the things I would do a lot is ask questions. And yeah. I always say, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. You know, don't just believe everything you are told. You got, you got to ask questions yeah. and then do your own research find the data, and then you draw a conclusion to that. And that way you come to a more reasoned understanding of really what is going on. Yeah, and, and, that's, the, and that's the thing for me is like, when it comes to our children, like, oh, what are we teaching them? Are we have, I was speaking to my wife um, this morning and I was saying that, you know, one thing I've learned, like the lockdown taught me is I, ha- I need you to be home more. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can think as long as we're making money, the kids will understand. No, like the, yesterday, I had, my two boys, they did something. I had to discipline them. And I told my wife, if this was 2019, I wouldn't have been here to discipline them. That means you would have disciplined them. And you're a woman, and you would have disciplined them on emotions and yeah. been emotional. Whereas yeah. I was able to discipline them without shouting and being rational. So they could rationally understand. And so what happens is, is that if my... if if my wife is the only person to discipline them and they only learn from a point or from an understanding of emotion. And so now they become emotional. And, and, and so for me, it's really important that we understand the dynamic. Sometimes when I speak to men, it's like, we feel like our only value comes from paying bills. Your job and no. responsibility as a man is way beyond what Thank you can you. provide from a financial point of view. It's way beyond. You are an example. You have to think about, even like you said, you've got daughters. I've got two daughters as well. And I think to myself, I am their example of what they should expect a from a man. Be like, yes, and absolutely. So, and so if my daughter, if my daughter is going to date someone and, and she dates someone that I don't approve of, that's because I didn't spend enough time showing her how she be, how how a man, should be treated, yes. how a man should treat her because I didn't spend enough time. And so for me, it's so important that we, that we understand the roles that we play and it's beyond just the financial. 
It is, yes, absolutely more than just a financial because, you know, our children, they need love. They need it. They need to see, you know, it goes for both, you know, male children and, you know, exactly. female children. They have to see that, you know, there is a man because both men and women obviously play and play a vital role. Role, yes. Of, you know, yes. The, 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 the children. You know, it doesn't matter whether you know the husband and wife are together or there's a split. There's a split home. Exactly. You know, as long as there's, you know, collaboration. It has to be. And it has to be for the better, for the for the better education or raising the children. You know, well, then those children will thrive. Yeah, and I respect women that can like because yes, yeah, sometimes you know there's separation, and sometimes you know the man has been happen, yeah. yeah, the man has been bad and and so forth. But I respect women that say, you know what. Even though I don't like you, I understand that you are the father to my children and I'm not going to poison my children against you. Do you know what I mean? And it's so important that we understand the dynamic that that both are important in when it comes to children. And, and for me, I always say your family unit is your first business. Yes. That is, your, that is the basis of your first business. And so for me, rather than looking for outside support, oh, the bank won't give me money. Of course, the bank won't give you money. Why should they? They don't want us to be better. They don't, their job is not to help us. But actually, it's about us looking at how do we help ourselves? And that should start within that family. Home. We, should have a, we should have family goals, not just yeah. individual goals. Family it, goals. Me yeah. as your, why should I, as your father, not want you to own a property? Why should I, why should that, that should be a goal that I should want. Yes. So why are you, why would I leave you to go and do that all by yourself? That should be something that we should be doing as a family. How do we make sure that you get on a property ladder? Well, who's next? Okay, how do we get you there? Even now you've bought yours, you still need to contribute to help your younger siblings. Do you it's, it should be our responsibility in ensuring that wealth is built within our family and that it's continued afterwards. Absolutely. Just on, on, on that point, there's a question that I want to ask you now, because when people think about wealth, uh, they yeah. use the term financial freedom. Yes. Is there such thing as financial freedom? Yes, there is. There is such thing as financial freedom, but I think a lot of people... Let me hear your explanation on that. But I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to financial freedom, um, it, it all depends on what your lifestyle is. What does freedom mean to you? Because people, I think people think it's a certain amount of money mm-hmm. that will get you financially free. It won't. It's not an amount of money because human nature says we always want more. Okay? So there has to come to a point of you understanding how much... If I know that I need £3,000 a month to live my lifestyle and I can generate that from the assets that I own and that can give me the lifestyle that, that I need for myself and my family, then I am financially free of being dependent on a workplace or dependent on somebody else externally. I am free from that point. But a lot of the time it still requires work because if it's property, I still need to go, I still need to go and manage my tenants or even, or I can have times where tenants are not there. I still, there's still work required in order to do that. Um, If it's, if it's um, my share portfolio, that can go up or down. So I may still need to contribute. I may still, there may be times where even though I want, I'm seeking, I'm financially free. I may need Mm -hmm. to go back and get a job for a period, for any period of time. So for me, yes, there, there's a level of, there, there may be something that we want in regards to financial freedom and there's a certain amount that we need to get there. But that also requires us also being humble enough to stop, because, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And one thing we do is compare. So all of a sudden you're on 3,000, but now you see that somebody you know is, is now living this next lifestyle that requires 5,000. And all of a sudden you're no longer happy. You're no longer free. You need more. 
<laughs> you know, you need more. Do you understand? So it's the freedom to ourselves. Yeah. You have to, you have to be con- con- content and be at a place where you are happy with who you are and where you are. And then you are free. Do you know what I mean? Then you are free. And I believe you can even be working and still be free. Because if you do what you enjoy and you enjoy what you do and it doesn't feel like work and it gives you the lifestyle that you want, why do I need to wait till I'm 60 and not working? And then my my bones are my bones are here. My my do you understand? While I'm in my prime and I'm and I'm able to enjoy, let me enjoy now if I find a way. Now, like I, I did with my sister the other time, she wasn't enjoying work. I told her, listen get this promotion. She got the promotion. And then she went three days a week. She was making the, doing that, she was making similar money to what she was making five days a week. Wow. But now she got more time to herself and she got to be able to relax, calm down. Much more enjoyable that way. Exactly. Without the stress of feeling pressure of doing something you don't love. Exactly. And so the point is, is that for me, freedom doesn't, we don't have to wait till we're in retirement to be free. That's the wrong mindset. That's the wrong mindset. We need to enjoy it. Now, you might not... Look at this world. If there can be war in Ukraine, why can't there be war in the UK? It can be anywhere. It can happen anywhere. It can anywhere. So we need to enjoy this time, but also obviously plan for our future and invest. And it requires work. I always tell people, it it requires sacrifice. Mm -hmm. For me to be here now, where I work for myself, I no longer work for a company, I had to, for four, four or five years, sacrifice and for the last for the last three years i had to be oh, the last four, five years i had my business for the first three years i would have made more employed than i would self-employed please wait hold on one second please 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 repeat that again <laughs> do you know why i say that because most times people start up business and they think in the first year i'm going to kill it <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I'm telling you, repeat that because oh my goodness, and what, even that's quick. But for the way. for the first three years that I was I was doing this, three years, three three years, I worked four three or four times. I worked more hours when I was self-employed than I was employed, and I could have made more money employed yes. than self-employed. Yes, it's only in the last two years that that has now turned around. Turned around. I yes. make more money now than I did employed, and I work less hours now than I did employed. But again, don't compare yourself to me. I've got clients, it's taking them 10 years. For nine of those years, they could have made more money employed than self-employed. Listen, but man, now, I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still pushing it with my business, and it's a constant, 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 constant you know, work. You know, and sometimes you said you touched on this earlier. Sometimes you have to dip in, like I yeah. have, you know, going independent consulting or contracting. Exactly. You know, I've got that expertise, and I can choose to do that to supplement exactly the continuity of the long-term goal, the long-term exactly. purpose that I have, which is to establish this brand. And especially if you are operating in a in a, in a field that is niche, exactly. Like risk, like, you've got yeah. to weather the storm. You have to. You have to prepared, but I also tell people a lot of it is about the work that you put in. So people look at me now. So I was doing this, like I said, I had my business for five years. I've been doing it independently for five years. For for loads of those years, I wasn't making the most money, but I was making impacts. So what happens? Absolutely. Lockdown comes. Lockdown comes. All of a sudden, everyone has these financial issues. All of these financial issues. Then um, the George Floyd gets gets murdered, and they say, oh. We need black people. So now they're looking for a financial, financial advisor 
that's black. Here I am. Take advantage of it. <laughs> Here I am. Do you understand? If I, would, yes. if I would have waited and said, I'm going to start when they're looking for me, people would have already been ahead. They wouldn't have, yes. they wouldn't know who and I am. If you weren't making an impact. Impact. And you were before, not recognized. Before. Before that. So, you, so sometimes you have to make an impact. You have to make an impact. You actually get that, you know, great you be, You're working and you're seeing people that are not even as, not as good as you getting opportunities. You just keep going. You keep working. You keep building. You keep making an impact. You keep bit by, and then all of a sudden your time will come. And when your time comes, explain what it means to make an impact so that listeners will understand what that really means. So for me, it's about, it was about making a difference. So I started, I started, I did my first seminar. I did my first seminar. I struggled to even, I was even giving away tickets for free because I said, look, at least let me take take picture. At least I can use that to advertise the next one. You know, (laughs) like even that people, I got like eight people that turned up to the first one. Do you know what I mean? I had to even make my staff come and sit down that was coming to help me on the day. Sit down and make the room look a bit more, bit more full. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, you're going to stick at my conference hopefully <laughs> September this year. This time around, it's going to be full and money it's we're going to make money from it. Come on, exactly. <laughs> but the point, that was the first one. Then I did it again. Okay, the people that, I, but I still delivered that even though there was eight people there, you have to deliver. I, del- I delivered it like it was a hundred people there. I gave them the same energy, the same co- the same value, no matter how many people. Those eight people then went and, and and I tell you, they they all eight of them went to go and buy tickets for their friends because they were like, if I tell my friend to come, they won't come. They got so much value, they paid for their friends to come, so there was no excuse. The next one I got had twenty something. The next one it was fifty. Mm-hmm. The next one, it was 100. Oh, yes. And so it carried on. Then before you know, I'm doing stuff on social media. Then people are invi- Then people with bigger platforms are hearing about me. They're inviting me to their event because now they know the value. Remember, and then I'm now having to do it for free. I did it for free because I knew that I needed the exposure to the audience. So I'm now going on someone's platform and they've got all this big crowd that I've paid to be there. I'm getting nothing, but I'm getting the opportunity to speak. Plus, I'm then paying for a camera crew to film me so that I can do content for social media. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to speak and I'm losing money. You pay your it's your own money. <laughs> I'm paying my I'm, I'm paying for the, the camera crew to be here to take pictures, to take video. So, but it's building the brand, it's building the image, and people are following, people are then there's a buzz. Then all of a sudden, they, I get I because I'm consistent on social media, I get an opportunity to then go and do an audition for a TV show. I do the TV show and bam, I'm there. There you are. There you are. Baby. I didn't know the TV there show was coming. I was still, I was still constantly doing it. I was still constantly delivering value. And then the opportunity came and bam, I was gone. And today, now look, I don't need to, I don't even, I, 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 I'm even starting to do, go back to do events now. If I do an event, if I put it on my social media within, within, it doesn't even last a day, it's sold out. Sold out. Amazing. Because of the value. But I was humble enough to understand that I have to go. I was humble enough to pay for stands. So I used to see, I used to work. And this is why I always tell people, when you work, use it as work experience. Yes. I was paid. I was a financial advisor for, for, for so many banks. And when I was there, I was looking at what did they do? How much they charge? How did they advertise? What did all of what are the systems that they had in place so that when I wanted to, I can copy everything that I've learned there. So I remember I did my first show. I went and paid to get a stand at a show. And then I bought, I bought, I got my wife to make cupcakes. I bought, I gave out goodie bags. And all I asked people was for their email address and their details. 
so that I could email, so that when I do my next event, I can email them. And, and I, I learned that from when I was employed. Some of us are employed and we're not using, the fact that somebody can pay you for your time, have you not thought, wow, what did they do that they were so clever? Exactly. They can afford to pay me for exactly. my time. Exactly. You know, one of the things that I, I was saying I was going to bring up when we were, talking, when we were having this conversation is that, you know, if you think, if you think about banks, what the banks yeah. do, they offer something for something. Exactly. And, you know, we have so much to offer, don't we? Yeah. If we're, if we're in a job and we're getting paid, we're offering something. Yes. Why not replicate that? Exactly. Even if it's, even if it's in smaller, smaller bites, you know, in bite size. Yeah. Replicate I'll, somewhere else. And that was, way you can have multiple streams of income. Exactly. I was watching an interview from Martin Lewis, and he was saying that now, the way the economy is right now, he can't tell people to cut or save or do anything more. It's not, there's no more, oh, you switch this or there's no more expert saving. Yeah. You have to make more money if you're going to survive. Absolutely. So you have to start using the value that you have to make you additional money beside what you get from work. And just so that we don't we don't sound like we're trying to be greedy with this idea of making more money. What is that key word that means we have to make money? That's what's that key word. What keyword? The keyword that inflation happens. Oh, inflation! Come, it happens every price of things. Look at the price of goods right now. Look at petrol. Petrol is almost two pounds. This is this is like you know. Do you know they said they said this? I don't know. There's this film called Mad Max where this guy. That's an old movie. It's an old 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 old, old movie. Yes. And in the movie, they used to the petrol was so expensive that people used to steal petrol out of people's cars. Do you know that that's happening today? That, oh, that, that now. thieves now thieves are now going and stealing petrol out of people's out of people's cars wow. because it's just so and then selling it on the black market. That is crazy. This is the, this is where we're at now. This is in happening Flint, in the UK, in the UK, and in America. Nigeria, it doesn't only happen in Nigeria. So come it's on, in the UK, in the UK, it's happening. And wow. so what, what we're seeing, and that's that we're seeing people that go to work, got a job, and still using food banks. They can't afford food. In wow. in the we're seeing people we're seeing young people that have no access to internet at home. In to, in the UK in 2022, people don't have internet at home. And it's shocking that that's, that this is happening in the UK. That this is happening in the UK. So and and the schools have taken all their dongles back now because before it was work from home. So the schools yes, you're providing, yeah, yeah. they're taking it back. So people don't have don't have internet at home. And you're saying that we all have the same 24 hours. Somebody's, we all have the same 24 hours, but if I have to go to Birmingham and I can take a fast train to Birmingham and you have to walk, the 24 hours, we can't use it the same. Can't use it the same. Even if we're going to the same, because I, by the time I can get there, do what I need to do and come back. Even while I'm on the way there on the train, I can still be working and doing. Absolutely. You Absolutely. are walking. You, do you understand? Or you have to take what the slower train. That time. It's what you can do with the time. So the 24 hours, but what we can do is not the same. So what we have to start doing is understanding what can we do in order not to that, not just live paycheck to paycheck. I say that, I tell people there's 365 days in a year. Why do you only get paid on 12 of them? Mm. If you did a test and you scored 12 out of 365, you couldn't even go home to your mom. They will send you back to Nigeria. <laughs> I will send you home, send you home. to the village. <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. But for some of us, this is our reality and we just accept it. Every day is a day you can get paid. 
You just need to work out how do you provide value? Who do you provide it to? And and what system are you using to get that money back? That's it. Absolutely. That is so vital. That's a great value, you know, you just shared there. Wow. My brother, man, you are (laughs) on this thing, man. We can talk for two hours. (laughs) Come on. We can talk forever. But don't worry. Make sure you come to the conference. I am coming, man. When, When is it? I'm coming. No, your conference is oh, September. One. Oh, definitely. You're, oh, you're definitely coming there. I'm hoping it's going to be September this time around. Yeah. Tell people yeah. to come so, and yeah, invest no, in themselves. Gonna, get their ticket. We're going to get it sold out. We're going to get it sold out. Absolutely. We're going to get because it sold out. Yeah, we'll are... talk about it offline. And then, you know, you're going to be, you, you've got to spot them, man, because you've got so much value to share. And I think people are really going to benefit because if we don't, if we don't, you know, put this out there and help yeah. people, it's a lot about helping people. You know, it's not all about making money. This podcast exactly. is costing time and effort um, to be here. Exactly. It's if you know it's crazy that people have I've learned so much from podcasts myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. I put all my learning together, you know, universities and all that stuff. And yeah, courses. Podcast has been my greatest learning platform. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Ask people. Yeah. Most people will tell you that they learn more. Even people with masters and PhDs have learned more in life through work or experience or people they've met in 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 the general than they have. From university or education. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Listen, if people want to get in touch with you for your services, yeah. How can they reach you? Yeah. So it's um, can they reach you on? It's it's uh, the website is emmanuelsuko.com. So Emmanuel and Asuko is A-S-U-Q-U-O.com. The um it's the Eman Effect UK on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, on social media and yeah we're here like we've got videos you'll catch me if you watch itv if you watch channel four you'll see me on there doing stuff sky news uh you know uh, i do a lot with sky news as well so i'm out here we're out here the information is out here all i want you to do is to understand that i i hope that you can relate to me but also feel that what can you do to relate to someone in your field and that's how we win when i look that's the most important thing all i've done is learn one thing finance and made it relatable to a group of people. And that's now what, what pays me and pays my bills and gives me the lifestyle that I live today. You can do the exact same thing in any field and don't limit yourself to the UK. We've, we're on Zoom right now. Zoom has opened the world. Video calling has opened the world. Your, your customer might be in Africa. Your customer might be in Asia, might be in America. Don't feel like, oh, if you can't, if, you, if your next door neighbor doesn't buy from you, there's no point in having a business. Open it up. The world is your oyster. Find the value you can add, find who wants that value and make a way to exchange in payment. And trust me, it will change your life. Now I can do the proper mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, thank you so much. I'm not going to let you go until I ask you the superhero question. Go on. Last question. Do you have a superhero you look up to? Any superhero? Do you have someone you look up to? Oh. Who, and... I know the answer is yes. So who is your superhero? And what is it that you find valuable in them that has helped in your own life? Uh, oh, I think there, there are so so many, um, so many people that, that you look up to, but there's um I think someone that's that's really um that's really impacted my my life um was my my um teacher at school, at secondary school, Mr. Barry. And um, we used to, when I, when I, I used to play basketball and um, he used to see us playing basketball in the morning, um, but still be late for class. And obviously it was cold. 
So he used to come in early in the morning and open the gym so we could play basketball in the gym. But he was clever. He knew that by opening the gym for us, he could tell us when to stop and make sure that we got to class on time. And throughout my life, it was the first time that somebody that was older just told me, I don't, I'm not a product of my environment. Yes, you come to the, this school is not a great school. Yes, you don't live in a great area, but you're not limited by that. There is so much more to you than the, the area that you live in and the people that you're surrounded by. You're not a product. You don't have to be a product of your environment. And I think his words to me and him, me looking up to him and him having that, that was my first ever, what I would say, mentor. And that, that, that changed the course of my life. Because most of the people that went to my school are, you know, either doing drugs or in jail or, or you know, not, not living the life that they want. And I live a life that's fulfilled and I, I live a life that I, I feel blessed. And that, that came from him doing more than just his job because his job was just to be a teacher. But he chose to do more than just be a teacher. And I, I encourage anyone and everyone, anyone listening to do more than just your job. And trust me, you will see the benefits. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that insight there. That's one thing that I've learned from learned about you today. You know, and sometimes we overlook people who are seen as common. Yes. Done something amazing by shouting out someone who's impacted your life a long time ago, a teacher. Yes. Teachers yeah. are not just common, especially the ones who go out of their way. Way, exactly. You that you can be better at whatever yeah. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing that information. Thank you. thank you so much for being on here, you know, with me today. It's been amazing. It's been fiery. It's been, <laughs> it's been valuable. It's been insightful. Thank you so much. And no problem. Listen, we got more to do, man. So thank Definitely. you so much. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's just leave it there. So I'll get. I'm, I don't want to press stop recording. No, 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 no problem. I'll press stop recording. It, I don't know. Zoom does something funny where it just locks out. You yeah. Know, but um. We'll edit that bit out. Yeah, end it. No problem. Thank you so much for no problem, bro. this show with me. It's been amazing. It's been fantastic. I love everything that you said. I know we can go on for two hours. Yeah, of course, bro. Of course. But listen, you know, I've got the conference hopefully coming up in September. We'll yeah, we'll do something together. I, I, I would love you to be on there. You know, do yeah. just thirty minutes and just yeah, value with listening with um people in the audience. No um, problem. Share some more info with you. I'm doing quite a bit, you know, at the moment in the risk space. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a finance element as well. Yes. Know, building an education platform where I would like you to also play a role. Okay. Um, you know, maybe just come and teach. Come and teach what yeah. you know. And yeah. Money from it as well. Yeah. You know? No, it sounds good, bro. Yeah. We'll do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so no much, problem. my brother. All right. All Take right. care, yeah. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode with Emmanuel Asuguo. I feel this episode was a no holds barred conversation exploring common areas of limitations most people face and I hope our point of view gave you something to think about or better still, some positive outlook. We need more conversations like this to open up opportunities for solutions to problems we can easily overcome. Leave us a message using the link in the show bio to let us know what inspired you the most on this episode. Check out our new shows every week and click the follow or subscribe button to be notified when they are released. I am your host, your risk charm, Chisabale Gudo, here on the School of Risk Podcast. Until next time, think about this question. What is your risk under management? By that I mean... 
what is the true cost of the risk you own? You see, when you know the true worth of your risk, then your actions towards risk taking will be a purposeful 